0: Jen, for she is kind of the one who organized uh, this whole service, so uh, thank you there, uh, Jen. If you notice in your uh, order of service that was handed out to you as you walked in, uh, she was careful to write devotional thoughts, not sermon. Uh, I won't be giving a full sermon. I, as we, as my wife and I were on our way here, uh, she was kind of wondering like what the order of service was looking like, so I was kind of telling her, and I said, At the end, I'll talk for about 10 minutes, and she looked at me, like, Can can you talk for 10 minutes? I mean, is is that in you? Is that possible? Uh, I I guess we'll see here. Uh, But we're finally here. Uh, We're finally here. We're uh, at Christmas Eve. And tomorrow, uh, we celebrate Christmas. And Christmas again, as I'm sure we all are aware of, is the celebration of the birth of Jesus. Now, that is quite unusual that we have a particular date set apart to celebrate the birth of Jesus. There there's no other person, no other famous person, king, ruler, whatever it may be. There's no other person where we hold such a worldwide celebration of someone's birth. And nevertheless, Jesus was born 2000 years ago, and yet his birth still somehow is so relevant to us today that we spend December 21st specially to remember the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so that can seem quite unusual, and why we would still celebrate the birth of Jesus. And so as we've been talking about uh, these past couple of Sundays, these past four Sundays, uh, we've been talking about all about Jesus. As we've been talking about um, the reason and why we celebrate Christmas. Because as we find out, Christmas or Jesus is quite a special person. The first uh, Sunday we talked about all about Jesus. We saw that Jesus is the son of God. That, that, that's a title that is given to Jesus. He is the son of God. He is the only birthed son of God. As we had the, the Vise and, and Mark and Jesse read about the nativity scene earlier in the service, they, they read about how Jesus was the only birthed son of God. Jesus is the son of the almighty creator of the heavens and the earth. That's incredible. That's amazing. That alone, that alone the fact that Jesus is the son of God is worthy to celebrate his birth. But on top of Jesus being the son of God, we learn that Jesus is the Christ. And we learned that Christ, no, it's not Jesus' last name. Christ is another title that is given to Jesus, just like Son of God. And just like God is God's title, that's not his personal name. His personal name is Yahweh. Jesus, Christ, not his last name. It's a title given to him. And Christ means anointed one. And anointed one is basically a fancy word in the English language for chosen. So basically when we're saying that Jesus is the Christ, We're saying that Jesus is the chosen one. He's a chosen one of God. And we saw how from before the foundations of the earth, before God formed the heavens and the earth, God had a plan for Jesus. God had a plan for his chosen one. And Jesus turned out to be that chosen one. And not only God was looking forward to to this chosen one coming to the world, But Jews were as well. Ever since the very beginning in Genesis chapter 3, uh, verse 15, uh, we we see the very first promise of the Christ uh, as it's promised that the Christ was going to crush the serpent's head. Uh, Yeah, I woke some of you guys up there. Good. (laughs) Christ was to crush the head of the serpent, and that's the very first promise of the Christ, the chosen one of God, the chosen one to do God's special work that only Christ could do. And so that alone, Jesus being the Christ alone, would be reason enough to still celebrate his birth. And we do that to this day. But not only was he the Christ, but he was also the Son of God. And not only was he the Son of God or the Christ, but he was also the King of the world. That's what we talked about two weeks ago, how Jesus is the King of the world Ever since Jesus was born, he, he was uh, known as the King of the Jews. The wise men, the Magi, as Jesse was reading about, uh, they were told uh, that the King of the Jews was to be born. And so they went to King Herod, uh, Herod, who was the King of Jerusalem, the capital of the Jews. He said, Where is this King of the Jews who, who was born? And I, I can just imagine the, the dialogue that Herod had as he, w- as he was supposed to be the king of the Jews. And here the, these wise men come saying, there's this new king of the Jews to be born. And how Jesus, ever since his birth, he was known as the king of the Jews all the way up to his death. If, if you remember from the story of the crucifixion, that, that time we celebrate with Easter and Good Friday, uh, as Jesus died on the cross for our sins, uh, he, he had the inscription above his head, the king of the Jews. So from the very beginning of Jesus' life all the way to the end of his life, he was known as the king of the Jews. And not only is he known as the king of the Jews, but as I mentioned, he's known as the king of the world. The king of the world. It, it, It talks about over and over and over again throughout the New Testament how God has given all authority in heaven and on earth. All authority God has handed over to Jesus. So here's God at the, at the very top, and God has given that authority to Jesus, who, who is sitting at God's right hand. The, he, he's a step lower, but, but Jesus was given all authority in heaven and on earth. And so Jesus is the king of the world, and that alone is reason to celebrate the birth of Jesus, since he's the king of the world but he's not just the king of the world. He's not just the son of God. He's not just the Christ. But Jesus is also the savior of the world. Probably what many of us are familiar with. As I mentioned, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And we, we need saving. As, as Romans 6.23 uh, says that the wages of sin is death. And Romans 3.23 states for all have sinned. So we all have sin. And, and what we deserve for sinning is death. We deserve nothing more, nothing less. As human beings, we deserve death. Nothing more, nothing less. So we need a Savior. And as many of us are are well aware, Jesus is our Savior. Jesus is the Savior of the world. As Jesus died on the cross for our sins so that we could spend eternity with God and Jesus and all of our other loved ones who devote their life uh, to God and Jesus and, and God's coming kingdom. So Jesus is the Savior of the world. And that alone is reason to celebrate the birth of Jesus 2,000 years later. And so we see that Jesus was the Son of God. We see that Jesus is the Christ. We see that Jesus is the King of the world. We see that Jesus is the Savior of the world. And, and there's so much more that we could talk about Jesus. They, he, he's a, a priest. He's a, a mediator. He's a prophet. He, there, there's so much more. A servant, a leader. There's so much more that we could talk about Jesus. But we're going to talk about just one last thing about Jesus uh, uh, very quickly because I only got 10 minutes. Uh, But Jesus is known as, uh, a bit as Jen was talking about earlier, Jesus is known as the light of the world. The light of the world. Um, the Wise men, as uh, the Wise men or the Magi, as they were going to find Jesus uh, the baby boy, uh, Jesus born in a manger uh, they didn 't have uh, smartphones like we do i, I don 't have mine in my pocket. It feels a little weird not having mine in my pocket I mean we, we have our smartphones and our smartphones we have our GPS system whenever we want to go anywhere that we 're not familiar. With, we just plug it into our phones or GPS or whatever it may be, or MapQuest or map whatever it may be, but we have tools today to help us find a certain place but here The wise men 2,000 years ago, they were given the task to find the king of the Jews. And now they they did have maps back then. I can't imagine that they were super accurate, but they did have maps back then. But not only did they have to find the little town of Bethlehem, but within that little town of Bethlehem, they had to find. A baby boy Jesus. And they didn't have phones where they could call up Mary and Joseph and say, hey, hey Joseph, how's it going? Or, Where's the baby? We're coming to see the baby. No, they had to go find this baby. It was like a wild goose chase. But the thing that they had on their side is that they had a star to follow. And, and as we talked about earlier, that the wise men, they followed the star to find the baby boy Jesus. And so they followed the light to see where Jesus was born. And similarly to the wise men, we have to follow the light. We as Christians have to follow the light because as I mentioned, Jesus is the light of the world. In John chapter 8 verse 12, Jesus, uh, it states, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness but will have the light of life. So Jesus spoke to them and, and he said that I am the The light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world. That's another title given to Jesus. So we see He's the Son of God, the Christ, the King of the world, the Savior of the world, and He is the light of the world. And we and we as Christians, we, we are called to follow Jesus. We are called to follow the Christ. We are called to follow the Son of God, the King of the world, the Savior of the world, the light of the world. In the Sermon on the Mount, as Jesus was standing on a mountain uh, preaching to a a large multitude of people, Jesus told them that you are the light of the world. He said that you are the light of the world. He he told that to, to the thousands of people listening to him. He said that you are the light of the world. And let me tell you, if you follow Jesus, you are the light of the world today. As we follow our Lord and Savior and our example and teacher Jesus, he was the light of the world, and if we follow his example, then you are the light of the world living in a world of darkness. And so this Christmas season, I hope it serves as a reminder as as we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior that we need to follow Jesus' example and if you're curious what Jesus did, read through the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the, the Gospels. We need to follow his example and be the light of the world. And that's what we're going to uh, uh, symbolize uh, in, in just a bit here uh, as we all have uh, little candles. And uh, I'm going to ask you all, we're going to do something a bit different, but we're, we're all going to light our candles resembling that, that we are going to be the light of the world just like Jesus was the light of the world, is the light of the world. We too are going to be the light of the world, and we're going to all light our candles. And so what I'm going to ask you to do, I'm going to ask for you all to circle around the sanctuary. We're going to make one big circle, and we're all, uh, Jen is going to lead us, Jen and Karen are going to lead us in a song, Silent Night. And as we're singing the song, Silent Night, you're going to need to get cozy because we have a lot of people here in a little room. Get cozy. But we're going to sing Silent Night and we're going to go around the room and we're going to light our candles resembling that we are the light of the world if we follow Jesus' example as he is the light of the world.